Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to today's LinkedIn live event. This is my first time doing a LinkedIn live event. So when I was getting everything set up behind the scenes, I didn't notice that things were going to be a little bit different than the way that I produce them as far as the slides go. But we're just going to roll with it because you're here to get information. Your time is valuable. The most important thing is the information. So let's go ahead and get started. I prepared a little presentation for you because we all know that solidifying information with a visual aid is something that's going to be integral to us implementing and integrating the lesson that I'm teaching you today. You are in the right place if you are wanting to attend the class on breaking the chains of self-doubt, overcoming imposter syndrome for, for good. My uh, name is Yashika Lind. I am the instructor here today. And we're going to start out by doing a little bit of centering and a little bit of self-reflection so that we can get the most out of the information that I want to share with you today. Because I guarantee that the way that I teach is probably a little bit different than you're used to, especially when it comes to things that we um, talk about in the corporate world. So first of all, do you ever hear a negative voice of self-doubt? And a negative voice of self-doubt is that voice in your head or like this feeling that makes you feel like you aren't good enough, you aren't smart enough, you aren't worthy, or maybe for some of us that have really progressed in our career, but we don't understand how and why or have this self-doubt inside of us, we sometimes feel like we are a fraud, like we just have this mask on and uh, one day we're going to get found out that we're not as smart or as um, intelligent or as whatever it is that people think that we are. Today, society commonly calls these feelings of self-doubt and anxiety and fear that creep up from time to time, imposter syndrome. And I want to really have you look at this a different way so that you can change how you feel about and how you approach these feelings in yourself and overcome imposter syndrome for good. Again, if you haven't been to any of my classes I've, <laughs> that I teach, then you're going to find that the things that I'm teaching you are probably these little known tips and tricks to help you understand, truly understand what imposter syndrome is, what this self-doubt is and where it stems from so that you can actually nip it in the bud. A lot of times in healthcare and leadership in life, we like to go to the surface level answer. And once we get to that close answer, we think that's the answer, the real answer. And so we kind of stop there, missing out on the real deeper meanings and answers that we need to go to to actually create this lasting change. Because I'm sure you've tried to change before and do things differently, but those things, those changes that you wanted to implement don't last. This is why you need to get a little bit deeper to the root of the problem. Again, we're going to be not learning for some of you. Uh, this is my third time presenting this class. Some mind-blowing things, but you have to come into the way that I teach with an open mind and an open heart. And so we have this tendency now to think that we can keep all these tabs open. We can scroll our phone and do all the things while we're supposedly listening to something that's going to be helpful for us. So I just want you to make sure that you literally and metaphorically silence everything that's going on in the background and give yourself this time for something that's going to help you learn and discover some new strategies. 
Now, for those of you that do not know me, my name is Yashika Lind. I am classically a nurse, but now I developed the Lind Group, which is a healthcare leadership, high performance leadership firm, and also an operation strategy firm. And what we do is, number one, we help leaders actually learn what it takes to be better leaders through high performance principles, through proven principles that have been proven to be over 80% effective. We help people, we help leaders learn how to perform at their peak for a sustained amount of time without sacrificing their mental health, their well-being, their emotional strength. Secondarily, in order, in addition to doing those things for individuals, for organizations, teaching their leadership and their team, we also have this subset of operational strategy because me and my small and mighty team have a lot of experience in operations and integrating strategies that decrease productivity lag and all of the things to help save money and help you do more with the limited resources you have. We're not here for that part today. We're here to learn about ourselves and how we can bring this information back to our team. And so you may think that the agenda is going to follow you learn how to combat this imposter syndrome, but the deeper, remember, we're going to go deep. The deeper reason that you're here today is to challenge the status quo because there's people in life that they aren't stressed out. They aren't letting imposter syndrome or this self-doubt or this anxiety or this negative self-talk hold them back from the personal and professional opportunities and things that are going on in their life. But then there's probably you or people you know that let it cripple you, that let it hold you back, that stop you from moving forward on the things you know deep down in your heart are meant for you or performing in a more confident way on the things that you have to do in your professional life. And if you don't come in with an open mind, the first thing you're going to do is close yourself off from the opportunity to be more successful, right? Einstein said the definition of insanity was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But that's exactly what we do in life. When we feel like we're not good enough, when we feel like a fraud or when we feel like uh, we don't belong we're at the level that we have achieved, then sometimes we think that the answer is to push harder, to do more and to try to be better. And what that ends up doing is not only disconnecting you from your authentic place, which is draining in itself, but that draining that you get from being inauthentic to who it is that you truly are also compounds with the demands of the ever-changing workplace. And it causes burnout, stress, health problems, all of the things. And so in order to stop doing the same thing over and over again and actually learn some things that are going to produce lasting thought or lasting change, you're going to have to elevate your level of consciousness. And basically elevating your level of consciousness is all about you elevating or changing the way that you look at life. And so if you want to be someone that's going to think that you have a uh, a rebuttal for every solution that I'm giving you today, then this presentation is not going to be for you. However, if you understand that you have to rise in your level of awareness, your level of mindset, your level of knowledge, and 
try to transcend into something new and something different, something more creative, then you're going to not only be a better leader, but you're going to be able to learn some things that are going to change your life personally and professionally. So I want you to, you don't have to put anything in the comments. Um, LinkedIn has a stream through a third party platform. So uh, I don't know if I can see any comments. That's the thing. So wherever you're watching this, please leave some comments and I'll probably go in at the end and look on my phone to make sure you didn't have any questions or comments. We'll go over those at the end. But the bigger question is, are you happy with your results? It doesn't matter how busy you are. It doesn't matter how burned out you feel. You need to look at the results that you're getting in your professional life, in your career, in your personal life. And if you're not happy on an emotional, physical, and spiritual, mind, body, and soul type level in both areas, then you need to listen to this. There's some changes you need to make. So I'm going to give you my ultimate guide to help you reboot your mind when it comes to this self-doubt that is holding you back from your truest potential. I'm going to give you some tips to overcome those and the feelings that you get about not deserving the success that you've achieved. A lot of you that are listening here, sorry, my nose always runs when I present. A lot of you that are listening here have achieved a certain level of success for yourself and you've worked for it. You've done all the steps that you need to do in order to be where you are, but you still feel like you don't deserve to be where you are. So we're going to talk about that. I want you to feel better about yourself with a more improved outlook and more self-confidence because you are going to actually understand what self-confidence is about. If you want to improve your performance, increase your confidence and increase, create and go after more opportunities, which is more opportunities, not only for yourself, for the things you care about, for your team, for your family, for your future, all of that, then I want you to know that you're in the right place. And if you just want some overall improved satisfaction in your life or in your career, then you are in the right place. If you don't change your thinking and your feeling and your actions around how you approach these certain areas in your life. You're going to continue to get these same results over and over. And so, again, I just want to highlight the importance of the things that you're going to learn today. These feelings of self-doubt and these personal feelings of incompetence that you feel despite your education, despite your experience, despite your accomplishments, you, I, everyone, the people that I help usually approach these feelings of inadequacy by, like I mentioned, working harder, holding yourself to these higher unattainable standards all of the things. And like I mentioned, this pressure can take a toll on you, not only your well-being, but you think that by trying to combat these feelings with more work, doing more, being better is going to make you excel and perform at a higher rate. When in fact, what it does is it lowers your level of performance. So what you'll find is that the results, the impact that you want to make in these different areas of your life aren't exactly what you want them to be because the things that you're doing are counterintuitive. So that's this one subset of you. But then there's another subset of you that just play it safe and you hold yourself back and you live life in this small little box. So for you, 
there are these opportunities that you want to go after that can not only put more experience and um, satisfaction in your pocket, but also put more money in your pocket. So, or, or maybe more experiences in your pocket. So because you live life safe and you hold yourself back in this small little box, I bet there's this little part of you that feels dissatisfied, that feels disengaged, that feels not challenged enough because as human beings, we were made for more. We were, re we were made to grow, <laughs> we're made to evolve, we're made to get better and better every year, every second, every moment. That is the real purpose of our life. And so get your paper ready, get your pen ready. We're gonna let this magic unfold. So I wanna get down to the facts. Imposter syndrome was first identified, like labeled in the 70s. And there have been ongoing studies that says that men um, have it more than women, women have it more than men, but in all actuality, neither one of them is true. We all experience, about 70% of us, 70% of us experience imposter syndrome on a large level. So I want you to know that you're not, you're not alone if you feel that way. The reason why some studies find that men have it more or women have it more is because it depends on the culture of the environment, the upbringing, and how comfortable we are around talking about these deep-seated feelings we have around the anxieties, the fears, and the um, issues that we have around feeling like we're good enough. So I want to give you the facts in my experience. 100% of us suffer from this so-called imposter syndrome at some point in time. I really want you to burn this in your head. 100% of us suffer from this so-called self-doubt, anxiety, fear, feeling like we're good, not good enough, feeling like we uh, need to work a little bit harder and do a little bit more to prove ourselves. At some point in time, we all go through this. The reason is because when we are learning and we're growing into a territory that is unfamiliar to us, we all are going to feel a little bit off. Whenever you are growing, whenever you are stretching, whenever you are moving outside of your comfort zone, it is normal to feel that way. That, that's how we were created as human beings. It doesn't matter if someone appears on the outside more confident than you do. When they try something new that is unfamiliar to them, I guarantee you they feel some sort of what we call imposter syndrome. And it's normal. And I want you to know that even though I'm using this term imposter syndrome, I'm using it so that you can relate to what it is that we, how we label things within society. But I want you to normalize these feelings instead of making it feel like you are going through something that is just crazy and no one else is going through it. Because once you start to normalize the fact that every time I stretch, I grow, I move into unfamiliar territory, then I am going to feel off. Once you start to normalize that, then these feelings no longer have power over you. And while it's true that some of us may feel this more deeper than others, I'll tell you why that may be. But at the end of the day, again, when we're learning, when we're growing, and when we're in unfamiliar territory, we all feel a little off. 
Now, for some of us, it's going to be a little bit deeper than others, right? Because if we really wanted to get down to the root of this imposter syndrome, and again, when you with me, when you're learning about how to really change things in your life and make lasting changes from wisdom and understanding, then you have to understand that imposter syndrome, aside from the normal reaction that you have when you're stretching and you're growing, but you still move forward. For those of you that are more paralyzed and have been holding yourself back in your professional life, in your relationships, in your personal life, then it usually stems from this lack of self-love or this lack of self-worth. Because part of you doesn't feel worthy. You don't feel worthy maybe in a relationship. You don't feel worthy just as uh, who you are inherently. You don't feel worthy for the accomplishments that you have achieved. You don't feel like you deserve the success that you've worked so hard for. And you look at yourself through this flawed lens of who you think you are and what you think you deserve, no matter how hard you work, or no matter how much you accomplish, anything beyond this flawed lens that you view yourself in is going to feel to you like it's undeserving, like you're not worthy of it. And so this self, lack of self-love and this lack of self-worth means that you have frozen yourself in a psyche, in a mindset, in a moment in time, um, in a paradigm of who you believe yourself to be. So even if you did the right steps and you were deserving and you worked harder and you did all the things, it's never going to be enough until you unfreeze yourself from that lens, that flawed lens that you keep yourself in. Because what this is saying is anytime you stretch beyond that frozen part of yourself, that's your mindset, that's your emotional body, that's your trauma, all of that, then it's always going to feel like you don't deserve to be where you need to be. So the important part of this is, can you give yourself permission for things to be good enough? You have these things that you probably didn't even know that you need to deal with around self-worth and self-love. Or for some of us that are, we, we're fine with our self-love and self-worth, but anytime we stretch and grow, we feel uncomfortable. Remember, it's normal. But at the end of the day, you have to be someone that, ask yourself, in spite of these feelings that I'm feeling, yes, for some of us, it's going to be healing. It's going to be learning how to move past those things and adopting new beliefs and new paradigms. But for some of us, it's just going to be giving ourselves this permission for things to be good enough. Things don't ever have to be perfect. And these ideals that we hold ourselves to are unreasonable. So we have to understand, can we give ourselves permission to be good enough? And part of that is about switching your values, switching your values from someone that looks at the external external world, that looks at external rewards and trophies and praise and perfection and all of the things that you think define it based on society, conditioning, what have you, and really learning what it means to understand what is the most valuable thing and is showing up wherever you are as your authentic self. And this is not something that you are probably trained to do to show up as your authentic self. You're, it's not a trained mechanism you developed to want to appear as your attainable, excuse me, unattainable ideal perfect self that came about as a result of this conditioning. So 
basically what I'm saying is a lot of us have not been shown how to approach life from an authentic place. We've been trained to have these ideals put upon us from all these different angles about how it is that we show up in life. And for some of us, we have to grow past that and learn that these external factors that have been pressures in our life around who we are, what we believe we deserve and how we show up, they need to fade away. And what we need to do is learn to, from the inside out, live life and learn how to find value and meaning and purpose in the things that drive us from the inside and not from these external factors. So some questions that you can begin to ask yourself are, who are you? What do you stand for? For those of you that have achieved a level of success and you still feel undeserving and you feel like a fraud, then what was all the work for? And this is a big juicy question. Why do you matter? Why do you matter? And again, this is about approaching things from the inside out. Look around you. This is the one that got a little messed up. I want you to look around you. Nobody's perfect. So what would happen if you just showed up as a person who valued being authentic over being this ideal of what you think people want you to be or this ideal of what you think you should be? You're going to find that when you can move into this place, everything that you touch, everything that you come in contact with is going to create more value. You're going to bring more value when you can show up as your authentic self. Now, I do want to talk about an exception that a lot of you may not know about, but you really need to examine if this has happened in your career trajectory, because there is something very practical that can happen to you that you need to correct. If you are moving forward and you're feeling uncomfortable and you're feeling unworthy, but some of it has been you living life a little bit unconsciously and kind of going with the flow. And what that is, is the Peter principle. And that's a theory that employees within an organization will advance to the highest level of their competence and then be promoted to and remain at the level at which they are incompetent. This is important because when I'm called into organizations to help them with uh, leaders that may need help or leaders that are struggling, what I find is that a lot of us go through our career just, you know, maybe you're good at one level. So somebody says, oh, maybe you will be good at this job. So you go do this job and you happen to be good at this job. And so you just keep kind of being promoted in your organization into these different roles sometimes not even with you intentionally planning your career path. And so you will continue to progress and progress and progress until you get to this level where you truly don't know what you're doing and you truly haven't really um, developed the skills that you need to be at the level that you're at. So if this is you, then this is a totally different thing. And I can totally um, go more into this topic in another training. So let me know in the comments if that's something that you want to see. But a lot of pro a lot of the time, you'll have these successes and promotions for a very long time until you get to the level at which you've been promoted, but not able to meet the competencies of that current role. And what happens is you flounder, you're stressed out, you're burned out. A lot of it is because you're not being your authentic self. You just kind of went with the flow instead of seeing if the, the job was the right fit for you. And organizations do this as well, pushing people into 
roles where they may not be a good fit because they've been with the company for a while. This is a huge issue, a huge other lesson and topic in and of itself. So I'm going to move on, but just know that if this is you, then you may have to go back to the drawing board and actually develop the competencies that are going to actually make you successful in this current role that you're in, where you do feel like an imposter and you feel like you're not confident. Um, and you've been relying on your past successes, how can you develop into the role that you're in now? So let's get into some more internal psychology. Um, for some of you, you are punishing yourself with a fake view of perfectionism and your perfect self that's impossible to, to attain. So for some of you, the reason why you struggle with this self-doubt, this anxiety and fear is because you are frozen in a moment in time where you feel, look at yourself as flawed, as unworthy. And so therefore anything beyond that will never be enough. But for some of you, it's not that you feel like you're flawed. It's just that you feel like there's a level that you need to reach in order for everything to be your, all right. Okay. On a smaller scale, um, you know, you need to get healthy and you need to get into the gym, but I'm not going to go to the gym because people are going to be talking about me and, um, when they start to talk about me, I'm not going to feel confident. So I'm going to work out at home first before I go to the gym. So it could be something as simple as that. Johnny, is this recording for replay? Yeah, it will be available for replay because I know a lot of you are busy individuals. So anyway, so for some of you, you're punishing yourself with this fake view of perfectionism. So you don't think that you're currently flawed. You just feel like you need to be more, you need to be better. And so nothing will be good enough. But because you have not attained this level of perfection or this ideal, you feel fake. You feel unworthy. You don't feel good enough. You haven't given your, yourself permission to move forward. And so the first step for you is, again, giving yourself this permission to feel good enough. All right. Imposter syndrome also stems from a misidentification of what confidence means. I can't this right you need to write this down a lot of you think that you will do something when you feel confident but that's not how confidence works confidence works by you actually attempting a thing and once you get good at it then you become confident so the confidence is a lagging measure of something that you have tried over and over and over again. You're not going to feel confident if you're in unfamiliar territory, you're growing, you're stretching, you haven't tried it. So stop trying to look for confidence in something that you've never tried before. For those of you that have kids, they don't feel confident the first time they get on a bike. They don't feel confident the first time they try to take a step. They keep trying and trying and trying. And eventually once they get a little bit of mastery or skill over these new things that they're learning, then they become confident. So confidence is not this all knowing, all being thing that you see somebody that walks in a room and they're confident. That's not how, that's not what that means. Confidence stems from number one, your ability to figure things out. So when you see somebody that appears to be confident or that really is confident, it's because they know that even if they are stretching and growing and they're uncomfortable, they know they can figure it out. So that's what they're confident in, their ability to be resourceful. Number two, confidence stems from, again, trying things over and over again until a level of competency is formed. 
If you have the right tools, if you have the right support, the question is not, I'll do it when I feel confident or why don't I feel confident? The, the confidence you should be looking for within yourself is can you figure it out? So here's a gut check for some of you that are exactly where you need to be right now, but you're still being hard on yourself around this confidence and this self-doubt. What is your track record? If you have a proven track record, even if you feel like you don't know what you're doing right now or you don't deserve to be where you are, if you have a proven track record of figuring things out, you're probably going to figure out where it is that you are right now. And this, again, is in your professional life or your personal life and your relationships. What is your experience? How far have you come? What have you done successfully? And have you given yourself credit for the things that you have actually accomplished rather than having this lens just honing in and focusing in on the things that you still have to develop mastery or competence over? This gut check is your stepping stone for you to understand that the confidence comes from the track record, the experience, how far you've come, the things that you have overcome and you can give yourself credit for. That way you can use that to grow, to grow, to grow into new experiences and new roles. So do you have a proven track record? And for those of you that don't, then that's a totally different conversation. But for most of you, I'm fairly confident that you have the ability to figure things out once you get the right tools and the right resources in your hand. So it's not about you being incompetent and unworthy or not having not being good enough. It's just about you getting what you need to be successful. Um, so it doesn't matter what we call this. It doesn't matter what we call the self-doubt, the anxiety, the imposter syndrome, all the things. The solution is going to be the same. And what it really requires on a deeper level is you challenging your thoughts and challenging your um, paradigms to change your paradigms via the conscious control over your thoughts and emotions. And until you do that, you're going to put up this wall of self-sabotage. And some of us do this consciously where we just won't, uh, we know exactly why we won't step into new roles or take these promotions or new jobs or um, stop doing things that we know are not authentic to us and start doing things that we know deep inside, deep in our heart, we really want to do. But then there are some of us that do this unconsciously where we don't really know. Remember, I told you that underlying stuff that you have going on in the background that you think is over and you're trying to move forward, but no matter what, you can't move forward. You are putting up this wall of self-sabotage and it occurs when you purposely or unpurposely are getting in your own way, destroying yourself physically, mentally, and emotional, emotionally. And like I said, deliberately or non-intentionally hindering your own success and well-being by undermining your personal goals. And this is a big one because if you're doing this, I want you to see if you also feel stressed out, burned out, irritated, resentful, guilty. So undermining your personal goals and your values, a huge one that is correlated with your inability to get past this self-doubt and this imposter syndrome in your personal and professional life. So why are we putting up this wall of self-sabotage? Number one is you just have a lack of self-awareness about how your mind works and why it's doing this. 
you think you should understand this by now. You think that you should be further along or for some of you, because I've already kind of went over the steps that you need to understand. Maybe you now know you're seeing the, the light that you just didn't have an awareness about how your mind works, how your mind, body and soul works and how you should be approaching life versus how you are approaching life. So that's number one. It also happens um, because when you start to have this lack of awareness about how your mind works and you let your mind run the show, you will try these new things or maybe you've tried them in the past. And when it doesn't go the way that you want or you feel a little bit off or uncomfortable, you start to retreat and you end up going back in your comfort zone. And then what you do after that is you justify your reasons for coming back to your comfort zone. I'm not good enough. I don't love myself. Everybody's looking at me. I feel like a fool. I need to learn a bit more. I need to do a little bit more research. Whatever your excuse is, you then start to justify your reasons for trying something a little bit with these self-doubts, not succeeding, retreating, going back into your comfort zone, and then Staying there because that feels good. Of course, it's going to feel good. The fact is, this whole cycle that you're going through with the self-doubt and not doing what it is that you need to do, not sticking with what you need to do, not pushing yourself the way you know deep down inside you need to push yourself, not going after the opportunities that you know have your name on them. None of this is true. You are your only limit. And what you have to understand now that you know that your mind is just something that is trying to keep you safe and that it is normal to feel these feelings when you are moving forward, you have to keep going forward no matter what. Fear and growth are partners. Fear and growth are partners. Self-doubt and growth are partners. Um, being uncomfortable and growth are partners. These things are partners. So you have to get to this place through uh, reprogramming, through reflection, through growth, through coaching, through mentorship, that you understand that you can't let your thoughts and your feelings sabotage you. Don't let anything get in the way of you implementing the new things, the new you that you want to have in your life. And believe me, you are going to have challenges or things that actually feel like challenges. I know it's cliche to say challenges are opportunities, but it's true. Once you start to get your life on point and you start to understand that these things that are coming up are normal, then I don't think that you will let yourself fold on the hopes, the dreams, the opportunities, the things that you have going on in your life that you don't feel good enough for. Now, a lot of times we don't talk about this in a professional class, the imposter syndrome class, but this is a little bit of a deeper um, topic that, again, we could talk about for like hours. This is my jam. This is mindset stuff that I go deep in with my clients. Um, so, this is what we are usually when we are in imposter syndrome and self-doubt. It's too much. I should. What if? I can't. If only. You get totally caught up in these thoughts. And you think because you are thinking these thoughts, these thoughts are generating from what you feel to be yourself, that these are true, that these are you. And this is might be hard for a lot of you to understand if you haven't heard this before, but these are not you. Because if you took the time 
to really quiet yourself and really do some reflection, like just get away from everything for a moment. What you're going to find is that you can observe yourself thinking. Some of us have done this before, right? You, your mind starts racing. You like snap out of it. How do you know to tell yourself to snap out of it? It's because you aren't your thoughts. You There's something your soul inside of you that is able to see that your mind is running like a malfunctioning computer, just spitting out all this unnecessary information and you can observe that happening. And that's how thoughts work, whether you're having positive thoughts or negative thoughts. So one way that you self-sabotage is by having these negative thoughts about yourself and then allowing these thoughts to then cause you to be emotionally involved in these thoughts. So not only do you think that these thoughts are real and you take these to be truth because they're being generated from what you feel to be yourself, you then start to develop emotions and feelings about yourself, about your worthiness, about if you're good enough based on these thoughts. And if this process is repeatedly negative, which for most of you it is, for most of us it is, we have the same thoughts every day and most of these thoughts are negative, then you can expect a habit of negativity to form subconsciously, which you won't even know is happening in the way that you consciously live your life. So you need to learn to be an observer and wake up to the knowing of who you are, which is an observer of this tool of your mind. And the observer can then not most emotionally involve themselves in this negativity. And when you get really good at learning the tools you need to learn to develop the mindset of a high performance and of a leader in your professional life, in your personal life, then you even can learn how to make these thoughts more positive. In the meantime, if you want to learn more about this, I did put a resource here. The Power of Now is a great resource to read about this. Um, I did a book study, a book club, maybe like a year or two ago about The Power of Now. So if you go to YouTube and check out my YouTube channel, Yashika Lynch, just search for that, L-I-N-D, then I have a playlist of the book study if you want somebody to help guide you through it. Because if you think that this is deep, that book is deep. All right. <laughs> now let's see. Let's check for time. Okay, we're doing okay. So the next question I want you to ask yourself is, are you mindful or mindful? They're two different things. These thoughts that I told you about that have you spinning in this spiral of negativity and self-doubt and anxiety can leave you scattered. And then, you, like I said, you develop these emotions around these thoughts. So then you start to be reactionary and you really don't understand who you are. You become some, you become some, someone that is reacting to this out of control mind that is now gaining control over your emotions. The other thing that I notice is what do you want? A lot of people don't know what they want. So again, either you've unconsciously went through your career, not really knowing what you want and just either somebody pushing you along, opportunities pushing you along, society pushing you along, or even in your day, not really planning. You don't really know what you want out of your day. So you haven't really planned, you haven't really prepared, and you've just ended up in this state in your life where you didn't even know that you would be. And now you feel like you don't know how you got there. You don't feel worthy of it. And um, you can feel a little bit uncomfortable just because of the fact that you didn't intentionally plan 
how you would end up. You just kind of lived life without an intention. You may think this doesn't relate to imposter syndrome, but it does because it's showing you that the trajectory that you have lived thus far is not one that you have aligned with your authentic self. It's one that you have a, you have been reactionary about through the circumstances that have happened to you and allowed that to guide your life. <laughs> so are you living out of an intention? And I find that most people are not. They're just showing up and they go with the flow and again, that's very reactionary because you are having to be a slave to what you are served versus developing intention, which breeds inner certainty, which also decreases these feelings of self-doubt and anxiety because you have been partly the driver or the co-creator behind what it is that you experience in your life. So who do you want to be? What do you want out of life? Start to learn how to set intentions because the choice is always yours. And when you choose, again, that inner, inner, not inner, the inner certainty helps you to move forward. I'm not going to get into this example, but I just want to show you, um, while I don't necessarily agree with the whole premise behind this book, what I will say that can help you just on a very quick note is that when I first stepped into leadership, I was scared. I didn't want to be a babysitter. I saw other people stressed out and thought I was going to be stressed out. Um, it was a role I had never done before. So I felt like I didn't have the skills to do the role. I'm like, why are you asking me to do this? Even though I know that I can figure stuff out and that I had achieved a level of success, a level of success that I could build upon. I still was very down on myself. So I went and I got this book the first 90 days. And while I think that it can be useful in certain industries, what the ultimate takeaway I found from this was is that it helped me to understand what it meant to be more intentional about life instead of just showing up into something and letting it pull me wherever it wanted to pull me. And by being more intentional about the type of leader that I was or about the type of impact that I wanted to make, um, it, it helped me be more certain and more confident coming into that role. So um, while I don't necessarily, I'm not like the hugest, most hugest fan of this book, I'm just sharing this with you around an example that I use for gaining more certainty and intention in my professional life. If something like this, you think would help you out. So the bottom line is stop showing up randomly. The second thing that you could do, well, not like the 50th thing, I've shared many things, is um, self-audits and experimentation and how you bring that into your life. Because a lot of time when you are going blindly through your days and your weeks and things don't go the way that you want them to, you have this tendency to judge yourself. You probably have this tendency to judge other people too. Oh, why did they do that? They're doing that all wrong. They could should have did this. If I was them, I would do that. At the same time, when you do something that you feel to be suboptimal, you also judge yourself, which as to remember those thoughts that then cause you to have these certain emotions about yourself, which makes you show up in a certain way in your life. And I have this slide up here because I want you to learn to look at yourself and your life and the things that you approach in a more objective, data-driven way where you check and adjust. You do, you check, you adjust. So you're not judging 
things based on the outcomes. You are learning based on the outcomes you receive. And from that learning, you can then do more, do less, tweak, do the same thing, what have you. But I think that a lot of this imposter syndrome and this self-doubt comes from the fact that we tend to be very judgmental of what it is that we do in life, the results that we um, experience in life instead of looking at life more scientifically, more objectively in order to learn how to be better, how to grow, how to be more confident. And there is a difference in the outcome of your internal mindset, et cetera, based on if you are someone that is learning from the things that you do and the outcomes that you experience versus judging. The other thing that I want you to be aware of that'll help you nip this imposter syndrome, this self-doubt in the bud is about comparison, right? Remember I told you 100% of us experience feeling off when we are doing something that we've never done before or we're out of our comfort zone, right? However, you may have this tendency to go into a meeting and because Joe can speak more confidently and fluently about a certain subject. And you, while you are competent about it, maybe the words kind of fumble out of your mouth, like you see them fumbling out of mine in this presentation because my mind and mouth don't move at the same speed. Maybe you're somebody like me that kind of fumbles over your words. So you compare yourself to Joe, who has had tons of experience in speaking and maybe you haven't. So he is competent. He is confident. He has gained mastery over a certain skill versus you. It doesn't mean that this person is better than you. It means that they just have a different set of skills. And if you can acknowledge that Joe and his authentic self is showing up one way, and then you are someone else with a whole nother set of skills and authenticity that you can bring to the table, that's where that value comes in. When you start to compare yourself to someone else, it starts to breathe that negativity where you don't show up as your authentic self. So you are robbing not only yourself of the experience of growing and learning and developing Developing these new skills that you need in some place where you feel uncomfortable, but it also robs your team, your organization of the value that you can bring by learning how to be comfortable showing up as who you truly are. And then copying is another one. We just straight up see somebody and we think that they got it going on. And so we copy them. And again, the same consequences happen. So nipping imposter syndrome in the bud is not about copying somebody you think has it all together. Again, it's about being okay with things not being perfect, understanding that you have the ability and the competence and you can get the resources and the tools that you need to be successful, learning that you're going to be uncomfortable until you gain the competency and mastery that you need after repetition. And so therefore your authentic self is always going to be most important for the value of your organization. It's going to help you not experience burnout and be more aligned and your life feel more easy in general, et cetera. Lastly, we're getting close to the end of time, but I think we're almost done. If you have questions, I think I can see them. Start putting your questions in the comment box or any comments that you have about the presentation. So I'm going to ask you another question, which is, are you wasting your time asking if you belong or are you adding value? 
this is goes back into what I just said in the last slide, because a lot of times when people start to get in their head, remember that picture with all the thoughts going around in that guy's head, when you start to get into that state where you don't feel good enough, where you feel like you're wasting your time, where you feel like you don't belong. It's not about your organization anymore at that point. And it's not about your team anymore at that point, because you're not present to your organization, your team, the work that you have to do, your relationships that are important to you. You are present inside of your head, which means it's about you. It's not about the things that you're trying to make an impact on or, or would like to succeed in. So if you're spending your time asking yourself if you're good enough, if you belong, yada, 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 then you probably are not adding value. And in today's world, because this is a LinkedIn presentation, when it comes to excelling at your job, it's not about doing the most, taking on the most and burning yourself out. It's about starting to ask yourself the question, are you adding value? And I first started to look at this when I was uh, reading something off of Brendan.com. And he said, when you are comparing and copying and wondering if you are good enough, then you are wasting energy and focus on yourself versus adding value and receiving what comes from that value. Think about how self-absorbed your approach may be if you're someone that is constantly thinking about yourself and if you're good enough and if you're doing this and if you're doing that and why this and why that. You're not adding value and you're not making it about anything other than you. So are you thinking about yourself or are you thinking about doing a good job, actually doing a good job and getting better every day? And if any of your thoughts are not about doing a good job, getting better every day, being intentional, adding value, making an impact, building your relationships, uh, doing things that are more meaningful, then it's not about any of those things that you say is important to you. It's what you are making the most important thing in your life is you and the thoughts that aren't even real. So most people are not adding value. And if you focus on adding value, if, if you lead with adding value in your own, your own, your own authentic way, not how you see other people doing things, not how you think society wants you to be, then I guarantee that you will excel in that feeling of imposter syndrome and that self-doubt that you have will start to fade away. So you need to learn how to add value in your own authentic way. I want you to stop avoiding the hard things and staying comfortable. You either are growing and evolving or, or you are staying the same. You're staying in your comfort zone. How many of you have been in your position and you're very competent in your position and you've been doing it for 10, 20, 30 years and you're just going to write that thing out, but you're tired, you burned out, you're bored, you're starting to feel incompetent, you're starting to feel disengaged. It's because you aren't growing. You aren't choosing to leave this comfort zone. And in fact, because everything else is evolving and growing outside of you and around you, you're actually getting worse because if the whole world is continuing to move forward, then you actually are stuck. And it actually is you creating this self-fulfilling prophecy where you will end up basically sucking. You're going to wake up one day and some of you may have been in this position where you wake up one day and you're redundant in your personal life, um, in your professional life, where you've been sideswiped and you don't even know where it came from or your world has been turned upside down because you've lacked this growth and momentum and have chosen to ride life in the comfort zone lane. 
It will generate these feelings also of being fake because you stay stuck when you want when you say you want these different things in your life, but you never go all in or, or go after them. You want to have a good career. You want to have the best relationship in the world. You want to have a good connection with your family and, and your kids and do all the things. You want to have a mind, body, and soul. You want that running on peak, but yet you're not doing anything about it, but standing in your comfort zone. So anyway, what do you think? <laughs> we'll leave it at that for today. Again, you showed up because maybe you feel like a fake, you feel like a fluke, you're being hard on yourself, you're feeling like you're not qualified and you feel like you have no clue what you're doing. And everything that's happening to you in life right now is just something about you reacting to what life brings you or you just feel like you've gotten lucky. Or maybe you feel like you don't deserve good things and if you do have them, you get scared because you feel like they could just be taken away from you at any moment. So you don't feel worthy. You don't feel like you deserve the things that you have in your life. Or again, you're not even moving. You're stuck. You don't take any risks. You don't go all in on anything. And so you live life in this comfort zone and you stay small. I believe, hey, Trish, I'm glad you loved it. <laughs> I want you all to know that it's time for you to adopt these tools and the knowledge that you need to really step into the life that you've worked so hard for and to continue to work towards when it comes to expansion and the growth that you actually deserve. And these tools that I'm talking about, some of these tools that I teach you, again, they go deeper and they actually are in a framework that works. And with this framework, you also get the support and the mentoring that you need to take the guesswork out of you trying to figure out, like I said, remember these subconscious things that are the undercurrent of why it is that you aren't where you want to be and learn how to actually be more successful, rewire that brain, learn what it means to be the observer, but not let that control you, all of that stuff. Um, the strategies I share with you is, is based on science and knowledge and work that I've implemented and shared with other people to overcome these fears and anxieties and these self-doubts that get in the way of you not only living a better life, but also living a life that feels like it's more in flow and less stressful. And again, it's not because any of us that have learned these tools are any more different or special than you is because we have actually been equipped with the knowledge and skills, some of which you've learned today, but that go deeper to actually create this lasting change in your life to where you get to the point where you're not the same. Your life is not the same. The fulfillment and joy that you experience in your life, in your professional life, in your personal life, None of that is the same. It all elevates and gets better because you're confident, you're authentic. And when negativity and challenges do show up, you don't freeze, you don't retreat. They don't hold you back. And so I want you to just lastly imagine if you had eight to 12 weeks of high value lessons, coaching and mentorship to actually help you start to move forward in this way that I mentioned with uh, this ease and this decreasing your stress and this just ability to finally feel free and unchained because you actually know who you are on an authentic level and are able to show up and experience the value and the impact that you create from that space. Um, so 
what I wanted to leave you with since we ha don't have a lot of time is that if you are someone that is ready to get the help and support that you need to actually improve your life and improve your career, then there are three ways that you can do this right now that I want to let you know about really quickly. And then I'm going to just make sure there's no comments or questions. And the first one is there right now, the doors are open for the leading in healthcare mentorship. And that is an eight week hands-on mentorship where we go through the framework as a group through eight weeks. We also have coaching sessions so that you learn the framework and the tools that you need, not only to develop this internal psychology of what it means to be a high performing leader in your personal life and your professional life, but you also learn probably some other stuff that you never learned before, like how to communicate with your team better, how to do evaluations, how to have difficult conversations, um, what else do we talk about? Time management, organization, motivating the team, all the other stuff that goes along with being a leader. That starts in April. If it's something that interests you, then I want you to go to the website that I have here. You just type bit.ly forward slash healthcare mentorship into your browser and you can learn more about that mentorship. Again, that starts in April. Second option for those of you that may not be interested in something, going through something like this with a group or um, maybe you feel like healthcare mentorship is not something that's right for you, then there are there is an option for you to get more personalized and more deep with this. And that's through private coaching. Ever so often, I'll take a handful of leaders and high-driven individuals that want to learn how to step into this high-performance way of life. And we work together for a minimum of 12 weeks to rewire your mindset. And it's a more tailored and a more... Um, um, customized approach, but then you also get access to the structure and the framework that I spoke about. So you actually get this hybrid program of support and you get these personalized one-on-one -on -one sessions with me to help to help you go through that process. And if that's something that you would be more interested in, then we can talk about that. I don't sell you anything because I don't want to waste my time with you if you're not ready to make these deep level changes in your life. So when we do get on this call to talk, it's just a see if there's something that you really want to do, not for me to make you do it. I'm not here to make you do that. So you can go to bit.ly for slash strategy appointment and we can talk for about 15, 20 minutes to see if this is something that's right for you. And then lastly, before I let you go, before I get into questions, if you want training for your leaders or your team, because this is something you know, you know, you know, you know, it's not having it in the workplace, but it's something that we all need to hear in this way because it's deeper, it's more impactful, it's what's truly going to make our workplace a better place to work, a better culture. And you want your team, your leadership, whatever, to have uh, training that's actually going to be effective. The things that I teach is over 88 percent effective versus the training that we traditionally do in the workplace right now that is 70 percent ineffective then email me and we can talk about ways that i can bring structured training workshops things like that to your team to your leadership team etc so now is there any questions i i see comments from johnny and trisha so i'm assuming that I can see the questions. Okay. Let me see. Yeah. So I can see everything. Okay. 
So I don't see any questions. I'll just give it one more minute because I know sometimes when we do la our lives, we have this lag time. Again, I hope that this has helped you learn some of the different ways that you can really start to tackle some of these self-doubt chains, these things that are holding you back from really living your truest and highest potential and understand them in a way where you're not just Oh, try this, then try that. And then you try them and then you wonder why your life is not changing versus understanding that there's this deeper psychology and these deeper things that are going on. And so if you really want to learn to overcome this self-doubt and everything for good, then try the things that I've taught you integrate the things that I've taught you, reflect on the things that I've taught you. And then lastly, if you still feel like you need the support and the guidance from me, from my team, then that would be where you can either go through the mentorship path, the private coaching path, or we can bring this widespread to your organization, your team, what have you to actually impact the culture of where you work in a, a more positive way. All right. I don't see any questions. It's been about an hour. Check me out. Make sure you follow me if you don't already. Yashika Land on LinkedIn. Yashika Land on YouTube. I do Mindset Mondays every Monday. Um, so lessons kind of like these, but different topics. A podcast, Leading in Healthcare podcast is the Mindset Monday. So if you like the podcast format, look for Leading in Healthcare. You can get those Mindset Mondays that come out every week. There's a Leading in Healthcare Facebook group. I go live in that group every Friday to teach them tactics. So if you want to learn the more tactical stuff about being a leader, like I said, the communication piece, the evaluation, how to have difficult conversations, then you need to be in that Leading in Healthcare Facebook group. Um, I, I just love to share. I love to teach because there's nothing like this out here. And I, I know that if you're struggling, this is where you need to be. All right. So I'm going to let you go. Tanya, thank you for the compliment. Um, I'm glad that you like the tips and I hope you implement. And as always, if you guys need anything, just go ahead and reach out to me. I will talk to you later. Take care. Bye.